Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. If you've been watching this season of The Voice, you surely know the woman behind this voice. And that, of course, is Joanna Serenko of Kirkwood performing on The Voice. She's now made it to the top nine. But with that comes a series of complications. Like all of America, The Voice found its plans upended by the coronavirus. Serenko dazzled in the pre-taped version of the show that was filmed earlier this year. But rather than go into a series of live performances in April as planned, the show went on hiatus. Last week, The Voice returned with some major coronavirus-related precautions. And tonight, Joanna Serenko learns if she survives for another week vying for the top prize or sees her dream cut short just after it started up again. And she joins us today to discuss it. Joanna Serenko, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. The coronavirus has made this just such an unusual season. What was your reaction when they explained that going forward, they were going to have you tape live portions from your house? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. I was really excited to go back and just see all my friends and, you know, go hang out at that hotel again and just have all these amazing memories. And it was just such a cool experience. And so I was definitely really bummed about not being able to go back. But, um, you know, I I'm, I was just excited that the show is continuing. I know a lot of things were just cut, you know, mm-hmm. completely. Uh, so, you know, I was just really excited to continue on the show and see how they managed to get it done. <laughs> now, you live with your family in Kirkwood, and obviously your house was not built to be a TV studio. When they announced they were doing this, did you even have a space <laughs> that felt like it was ready for the whole world to be looking at? Oh my gosh. Well, I will tell you that my house is a complete mess right now. It doesn't look at all like it did before this whole entire process. I bet. Um, but yeah, we managed to make it work. Like the, the upstairs area is kind of like where all the wardrobe is. And then kind of in the basement is where all the lighting and camera stuff. But you know, we are moving up and down for different places and different settings. Like last night was on the back porch. So we had to move all the stuff up. And um, other nights have been in the basement. So, you know, it's been a hassle, but it's been it's been worth it. Now, your back porch, I have to say, like, this gives people just a lovely glimpse of St. Louis. It's so green out there. Did they suggest that or was that your idea? Oh, my gosh. Um, they did mention they wanted to do something outside. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my back porch is perfect. Um, I just have a I'm living I live in a little like suburb area and it has just the, the nicest little wooded area in the back. So. Every morning I just go and drink coffee outside and and listen to the birds, and it's just so perfect. But yeah, that was like, that's where I want to do it. (laughs) So you've got this equipment all over your house. I assume they must have gotten this to you. Like, did they just bring special delivery? Here's all our lights and cameras. How how does that even work? Oh, my gosh. Um, Man, they've been just mailing stuff to my house. Like, every day I, I just receive new things, like a kid in a candy store. It's just like receiving packages it's amazing um just they sent all the lighting i mean the first day i think more in the beginning that was like when they sent all the wardrobe out and that was one of the most amazing days ever i bet (laughs) they just sent like eight boxes of clothes and i just got to sift through them all and 
you know, just have my have a ball with all of it. So, but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of stuff. So there is no a little bit of an upside. Send it back. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they're going to have to bring a truck to come and and get all their stuff back. Hopefully, that's the plan. I have no idea. <laughs> they haven't informed me of that yet, but we'll see how I get it all back to them. <laughs> so the logistics of this obviously weird, but I also find myself wondering about the performances. How does performing at home rather than in front of an audience change things? It definitely changes things. Um, you know, like having an audience is really nice in a lot of cases just because it's like who I'm singing to, you know, it's who I get energy from and who I reciprocate energy to when I'm singing, you know, it's just a whole, it's a completely different feeling when you're singing to a, a basement wall, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there is a level of pressure that's just completely relieved from my shoulders, you know, um, just without like being on the voice stage, you know, this grandiose stage. I'm just in my basement where I sing all the time. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, there is that level of comfortability, but at the same time, like it is not the element of performing that I'm used to. Mm-hmm. How does it change the coaching dynamic? That's such a big part of this show. Yeah, I mean, it's just that I don't get to see them in person and hug them and like, you know, but they they still like are able to Zoom with us and they give us all the same advice that they sure would give us in person. Um, yeah. So what's that like having a star on Zoom, just kind of on speed dial? <laughs> Dude, it's so crazy. Like, I never imagined that I would have Blake Shelton in my basement, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really cool. And I feel like at, at this point, like since... They don't have the chaos of everything else going on around them. Like they can really like it's a lot more intimate, you know, and I feel like I'm talking to my friend versus talking to somebody, you know, who's so, you know, celebrity status and like, you know, doesn't have time for me or something like that. You know, I would feel more so in that way if I was just like one person amongst all these people in in this huge production out in L.A., you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it definitely feels like, you know, he wants to, you know, meet my mom and, you know, like learn things about me. And it feels like a lot more intimate in that aspect. Now, so now you're working with Blake Shelton. You started with Nick Jonas. And um, when you were first up, all the coaches wanted you to pick them. You had a really hard choice. And Nick Jonas made such a compelling case. Let's listen. Okay, well, who... Do you pick as your coach? Uh, <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna. You know, what? I got one more thing to say. Are oh, you got something? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna fight for you right now. I wrote this down before, and it was like the singer that was up here that really fought during the performance. I'm not just gonna throw in the towel and say it's John's. All right. I want you on my team. I believe yeah. we can do this. I know I'm not the logical choice, but I also have something to prove, and I want to fight for you today. So let's do this. Let's go. Yes, Nick. Get it, Nick. Let's go. All right. Okay, it's time. Come on. Oh. Um. I'm gonna pick Team Nick. And that is from The Voice, of course. Um, So, man, what a moment. When you were a little girl, did you dream of Nick Jonas saying, I'm going to fight for you? (laughs) I mean, I dreamt of Nick Jonas, but never saying that. I mean, I was like eight when I first went and saw him in concert. He was actually my first concert. So So you're a big fan. (laughs) I mean, I guess I was. It's funny because now having worked with him and like having met him, I have realized this whole new level of musicality to him 
that I just never realized before because I always imagined him as this just boy band person and like I never I never realized you know how musical and really really talented he actually is so Mm. um it's really awesome incredible (laughs) this all came full circle in that way how does he compare to to Blake Shelton do they have very different styles um yeah they do I mean I remember working with Nick he definitely like had notes about you know how he wanted the performance as a whole to look and feel emotionally and like how I can put my own power into my performance, you know, to just like lift it to another level. Um, I think, I think it's, it must a lot, a lot of it be different just because I'm not there in person with them, you know, um, with Blake, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, Blake does have more notes just towards like, you know, he, he knows that I can sing the song. He knows that I can sing anything at this point. And like, kind of just wants me to have confidence in what I'm doing and that and and that will in itself bring it bring the performance to the next level but I think that that that's a huge part of just you know trying to navigate working on a tablet instead of with an audience you Mm -hmm. know trying to elevate my performances at this point just because I don't have that same connection and I'm sorry I just don't have the same connection looking at a screen as I do <laughs> faces you know yeah so I mean that's something difficult. everyone in America is dealing with right now and you're just yeah, doing totally. it with celebrities instead of with coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy I posted something the other day like of me and my performance outfit like on top is my performance outfit and then on the bottom is just my pajamas because like all I had to do was be in front of the screen. See, I feel like America can really relate to what you're you're (laughs) doing right now. This is, we're all doing our Zoom calls like that and and there you are. (laughs) Exactly. No one knows, but that's what I'm doing. (laughs) We're talking to Joanna Saranko of Kirkwood and she is in the top nine on The Voice. Um, Tonight, she's going to find out if she makes it onto the next round. And Joanna, as you say, you know, and Blake Shelton knows, that you can sing anything. Wondering, when did you first start to realize just how incredible your voice was? Oh, thank you. Um, well, I mean, I think, oh, this is hard. I started taking lessons when I was young, like six-ish. Um, but I mean, I wasn't, you know, I just, you know, started singing and my mom was like, we're going to do lessons. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but I think once I started taking it seriously, it was probably around... I don't know. I was in theater and stuff in middle school. Like I knew that there was something that I was passionate about. I did like mm-hmm. the Music Man and this opera play, Pirates of Penzance. And then I, you know, I was in lessons at that point. But I think when I started realizing that I wanted to be like an actual musician, like gigging musician and writing my own songs and you know being an independent artist was kind of probably in sophomore year of high school. Hmm. Kind of when I finalized that I was like, oh wait. I can write songs and I can, you know, be good at this too. So that's kind of when I started getting more serious about just like guitar and trying to learn as much as I can about songwriting and just collaborating with people and opening for people at shows and trying to just get momentum rolling with something like that. Because as soon as I got my first gig, the next gig rolled around and then it just kind of snowball effect into, you know, where I am today. So what was that first gig? Do you remember where you performed? Yeah. So I actually posted a video on my Instagram, and this guy, Sean Corey, reached out. He's a singer-songwriter from St. Louis. Um, he's got a beautiful voice. He's like he's like a black John Mayer. He's amazing. <laughs> um, and I, so he reached out, and he, he was like, can you open for me? And I was like, totally. And so it was at this place in St. Louis called KDHX. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like a little radio station, yeah. 
And so that was my first opener gig. And my dad flew in, my sister flew in. It was like this big momentous day. And it was just, it was probably like 30 people in the room. But like, I, you know, that was like my first gig where I sang all my first originals. Because I remember them being like, yeah, you can do a couple covers, but we need you to do mostly originals. And I was like, oh, okay, so I guess I should write some originals. <laughs> well, that's a lot spot. of pressure for, I mean, you're still in, <laughs> you're like a sophomore in high school at this point? Yeah, but it was a good amount of pressure just because, like, I had a few originals, but I, I needed more, and it was, like, good, you know, incentive to write more and, like, get everything down. And that kind of just, like, sparked this idea inside of me, like, wait, I love writing music. I need to do this all the time. <laughs> and so that's just kind of where I learned that. And, and then before I knew it, someone reached out to me to be an opener at Blueberry Hill, and so... That was my next gig, and then things just kind of started rolling on from there. So you've kind of hit all the St. Louis high points. Of the, <laughs> you start at KDHX, and it's uh, moving right. on up from there. Yeah, next is probably, I hope, Delmar Hall or something like the pageant or something. <laughs> yeah, those those would both be incredible. Well, I know that um, you're, you're so passionate about writing your own material, and so we'd be remiss not to play a clip from one of your original songs. We're going to do that today. This one is called Best of Me. Thank you. Do your words still get the best of me? It's so hard not to question what it all really means. But since you've been gone, I've been moving on to so. Somehow I seem to drown in your ocean of soliloquies. And that's Best of Me, written and performed by Kirkwood's own Joanna Serenko. Joanna, what was the inspiration behind that song? Oh, man. Um, oh, sorry, it's still playing. My bad. <laughs> no, no, uh, go for okay. it. Yeah, um, I wrote this song last summer. And well, probably earlier before that, probably last spring, and then I recorded it last summer. Um, and the song's just kind of about I, I just had gotten out of a relationship at that time, and it was difficult because this person just wasn't an awesome person, but mm. like I was still attached to him. And I was like, why do I, st- why am I still holding on to this? Why do I still let you get the best of me when I know it wasn't good for me, mm. you know? So, and I think a lot of people have been in that position, so it just felt it just flowed out of me. That one, that one was, that one was special. Do you find you have a lot of songs that are informed by um, your personal relationships? Um, a lot of them. I feel like that is something that is just something that's easy to write about. But I think, you know, as a songwriter, we all kind of want to get out of that box, but like, it's easy to write about them and they become catchy songs. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> and the whole <laughs> world can relate, right? I mean, we've yeah, all been yeah. there. Totally, totally. So you turned 19 last month, and last year, right around the same time, you won first place in the St. Louis Teen Talent Competition. That was, of course, at the Fabulous Fox Theater. Back then, you said that uh, you were planning to attend Maryville University. Now that all this has happened, and here you are on national TV, is that still your plan at this point? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I have no idea. That's so funny. Um, Okay. Yeah, and I look back at that, and I'm like, oh, I was such a baby, and, and I'm literally, and now that you asked me that question, I'm like, oh, wait, I still don't have that figured out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just going to try to wrap up the voice and see how far I can get with it, and I don't know. I, I think I will plan to go to Maryville just because, like, 
during a strange time, I, I want to occupy myself. And like, if I, if I, I, I don't know, I want to just spend my time working on getting a degree just because I don't really have, you know, with everything going on, it's like, I can't do much else. And I think it would be time well spent to do that. Um, but at the same time, that being said, like if John Legend reaches out and asks me to open for him, then I'm like, I'm not going to college. <laughs> yeah, that's that's but, fair that that would change your plans. I, I don't think anybody yeah. could blame you for that. Yeah, like I feel like it's kind of a thing where I'm just going to let the opportunities come to me. And if it throws a wrench in my education plans, then totally like I'm here for it. And, you know, as far as what I'm going to do with my life, that's like, a challenging question just because this is kind of what I've been doing with my life and it's just hard to see myself doing anything else but like I've always had this plan to just like go to college and I don't know be a nurse or something just because that's what you know my family does and you know I I don't know I kind of just had that envision for myself ingrained in me but mm-hmm. at the same time like if I've been going so full force in this direction, why change that direction, you know? And it's just kind of difficult because I don't know where to focus my energy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to be weird. I mean, here you've always had this sort of plan, you know, however informal, and now all of a sudden you've got Blake Shelton, like, Zooming with you, and, you know, here's this national exposure. It seems like your life could go in a couple different ways. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of sitting back and letting it all play out, you know. Um, but we'll see what happens. I, I mean... I, I'm always going to continue to do music, no matter what. Um, just I would, I would love for it to be able to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that, that's fair, and it's good to hear somebody thinking practically. I can tell you're a good St. Louis girl. So, Joanna, it's my mom <laughs> in my head, <laughs> <laughs> and that is what does it for all of us. Yeah. Uh, well, Joanna Sorenko, I want to thank you for joining us today. This has been a real pleasure to talk to you. Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. You guys are such good interviewers. Thank you for having me on. And good luck tonight. Uh, We want to go out of the show with Joanna singing Lean On Me. This is from her performance last night on NBC's The Voice. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.